Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We give you Jesus. We thank you, mighty Lord. We thank you, mighty God. Hallelujah. Thank you, our Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you to our God, our mighty Jesus, our mighty Lord, mighty wonderful God. Hallelujah. We thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, mighty Lord. Thank you, mighty God. Hallelujah. Who is awesome like our God? Thank you, Lord. Who is great like him? Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord for the privilege. Hallelujah. To be able to share his word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Mighty Jesus. Mighty Lord. I ask you, Lord, to minister tonight, Lord Jesus, according, Lord, to the need of your people, Lord Jesus. Mighty Lord, cover my life, everyone's life, everyone listen, everyone home, everyone family. This office, my house, Lord, with your blood, Lord Jesus. Ten, nine hundred billion trillion warriors of angels for north to south, east to west, up and down. In Jesus' name, Lord, and minister, Lord, to the need of your people, Lord Jesus, Lord Yeshua. Lord Jehoshua, in Jesus' name. Yeshua name, Jehoshua name, O oh Lord, mighty Jesus, mighty Lord, mighty God, in Jesus' name, mighty Lord, mighty God, I ask you, Lord, to minister, Lord, to the need of your people. We break the power of the evil, O oh Lord, break the power of the evil, Lord, just have his words up and down, in Jesus' name, Yeshua name, Jehoshua name, O oh Lord, allow us to share your word tonight, in Jesus' name, your revelation, Lord Jesus. Mighty God, mighty Jesus, mighty Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, mighty Lord. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, mighty Jesus. Thank you, mighty Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, God. I want to title, um, uh, thank you, Lord, this message tonight. Uh, the second dead have no power over them. Hallelujah. It's the title of this message. Second dead. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I have no power over them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I am in Revelation 20. I'm going to go ahead and thank you, Jesus. Just go into the word, brothers and sisters. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Mighty Lord Jesus gave me a mighty revelation this morning. And that's what I want to share. Thank you, Jesus, tonight. Hallelujah. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'll be able to finish tonight. Maybe not. But I, we can continue tomorrow. Thank you, Lord. I have several Bible verses, hallelujah, to prove everything that I'm going to share tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. But I want to go into the Word of God. Thank you, Jesus. And, and before I share, Revelation 20. And the Word of God says, And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold of the dragon, the, ser- the, the serpent of all, who was the devil, Satan, and bound him for him for a thousand years. Cast him into the bottomless pit and shot him up and set a seal upon him that he should not deceive the nation no more until the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after he must be loose for a little season. Amen. And I saw a throne, and they that sat upon the judgment was given unto them. And I saw the soul of them that has been beheaded, 
for the uh, witness of Jesus and for the word of God, who have not worshipped the beast nor his image, nor have, have received his mark on the forehead or on the hand, they, they live and reign with Christ a thousand years. Praise the Lord for that. But the rest of the dead live not again to the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Not to be confused with the second before God. Blessed is holy is he that has part in the first resurrection. The second dead has no power, but they should uh, be prince of God in Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. The second dead has no power. That's the title of this message. Praise the Lord. Second dead. Second dead has no power then. But when the thousand years expire, Satan should be loosed out of his prison and should go out to deceive the nation of the four corners of the earth, God and Magar, to gather them to, uh, to get for battle, and the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. My goodness, that's a lot of people. And they went out over the, uh, over the bread of the earth and compassed the camp of the same about, that is Jerusalem, beloved city, Jerusalem. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. It just consumed each one of them. None of them escaped. Uh, verse 10. And the devil who had deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the full prophet are. By this time, they're already there. And they should be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white throne in him that sat on it, for those uh, those face the, the earth in the heaven fled away, from whom the face of the earth heaven fled away, and it was uh, not found one place for them. And I saw the dead, uh, small and great, standing before God. The book were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of the things which were written in the book according to, the, to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and the dead in hell uh, delivered up the dead which were in them. They were judged every man according to the work. The dead in hell were cast into the lake of fire, and the second uh, dead in hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book alive was cast into the lake of fire. God have mercy, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Shalom, there, brother. God have mercy, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Jesus. This this morning, praise the Lord. I was taken to the millennium, but it was the end of the millennium. By this time in the millennium, the devil and all his demons were already cast into the lake of fire. The one that I've seen that were being consumed by fire were so those that desire to follow the devil. I saw as they were being consumed. I was there present. I was walking there looking at the event. Brothers and sisters, by this time, uh, they were thrown into the lake of fire, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. And I was on the earth where, where those that were alive were being judged through fire. It's what I was seeing. Those that were alive, brothers and sisters, and my goodness, their work was being put through fire. It was being put through fire. And the fire was Jesus. I knew in the revelation of the fire that I was seeing. As I worked, 
says the Bible is going to be put through fire. Thank you, Lord. I was just finishing up this Bible study, brothers and sisters, when time just caught up to me, <laughs> finishing the Bible study. Hallelujah. And, and my goodness, I wanted to ha- have it all done today, but I will have to continue tomorrow. I do have hundreds of uh, Bible verses, but I wanted to have more to continue to give everyone the proof so no one have any doubt of what the Word of God says very clear, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. But it's in 1 Corinthians 3.15. Hallelujah. And I may even title the message this, the message this, this because it, it makes it more clear. It gives people better understanding. 1 Corinthians 3.15, the Apostle Paul bring this revelation to the Corinthians. And he says, If any man work should be burned, he should suffer loss, but himself should be saved, yes, so as fire. This is exactly what I was seeing. As people were being put through the fire, praise the Lord, or the work, their work was being put through the fire. And my goodness, out uh, of a, a multitude of people I could see, as they were being put through the fire, uh, their work is being consumed right before them. Praise the Lord. It, oh, my goodness. It, it, it was God doing it. It was the Lord doing it. Because he, according to uh, Acts, he is the judge of the living and the dead. That is why he is going to judge everyone according to the word. He's also going to reward everyone according to the works, brothers and sisters. But he's going also to judge people according to the word. My goodness, and he was doing that, and I was seeing that, in the, and he was judging the work of people, brothers and sisters, because the, the judgment comes after all God's enemy, Revelation 20, are thrown into the lake of fire. Then comes the judgment, the white throne judgment. Praise the Lord. And, and, it, and it was it was incredible to see the judgment be standing there, and, and, and I was I was looking for people here from the Lord's hour to come into eternity, brothers and sisters, because then people pass to eternity, and I and I'm jumping like a cheerleader. Just give an example. Hallelujah! I'm I'm jumping up and down because I saw a few people on the Lord's hour coming through to, to eternity. Praise the Lord, and that's what I wanted to see. Some people were making it, and I'm not going to give anyone names. Praise the Lord. But please, I want to encourage you tonight with what the Lord has revealed to me, that you continue to press on. You continue to seek the Lord. You don't give up. Praise the Lord. Even though the people are judging you and pointing finger, please don't, 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 don't let anyone Hold you back in your relationship with the Lord, but continue to press on as the Apostle Paul's prayers are very clear to God's people. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's very important, brothers and sisters, that we don't give up and we continue to press on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It's very important. I'm giving this message the title right now. Thank you, Jesus. It's very important for people to see. Praise the Lord, and, and be able to listen to this message again as I read all the Bible verses. Again, <clears throat> 1 Corinthians 3.15, if any man works, 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 313, 1 3.13 now. Every man work should be made manifest, for the day shall declare it that the day is Jesus Christ. Because it should be revealed by fire, and the fire should test every man work on what sort of it. No matter what, what work you have done for God, your life, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It, it will be put through the fire. Your life, everything you have done, your whole life. And I saw people's life being put through the fire. And some were not making it through. Some were not making it through. And I can only tell you what I saw beyond that, brothers and sisters. I cannot tell you anymore. I got to tell you what Jesus showed me. I don't want to add and I don't want to take away. Praise the Lord. And Jesus was reminding me, you see, my son, why your worry and concern for your life where you are are, none, are like nothing before God. Because the earth where we are is going to be destroyed. Nothing is going to be left for where we are in this earth, brothers and sisters. It's no good. It is no good for God. It is a, this earth is now to no good and it's no good for God. And it will be consumed, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Our work, says the word of God, sister, is going to be proved through the fire. When you, please read that. We go back to 1 Corinthians 3 and read the entire chapter 3. Read it and ask the Lord to give you wisdom. Please, the Lord, because he's talking about the believer. Again, I'm going to read it again. Thank you, Lord. Our work, again, thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Again, First uh, Corinthians uh, 3.13. I'm going to go through the entire chapter. Praise you, Jesus. And someone has a question, and I, I, we just want to, get a, want to get a clear understanding. I don't want to run into this because this, this is talking about what's going to happen in our eternity as we move on. Where God, we want to have a solid, clear understanding by the Word of God of what is going to be happening, brothers and sisters, because this is going to be happening. And please mind with me, my computer is a bit slow, and I'm trying to do as I'm going as fast as I can. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, mighty Lord, mighty God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. So everyone works. Everyone works. Everyone works. Praise you, Lord. It's going to be put through the fire. And I was watching believers' work being put through the fire, and it, and it would just be a make nothing. If it went through, fine for God. If it not, it did not. Some went through, some did not. Some were consumed by the fire, others were not. Very clear. Praise you, Lord. I'm looking at that. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. First uh, Corinthians three three thirteen. For every man work should be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it should be revealed by fire. You see, when it says it will be revealed by fire, that means that it will be put to the fire. Very clear. And the fire to test every man works for the word of some sort and it is. Whatever your work is, and that's your entire life. Our work is everything we do for God. Your prayer life, everything. It's gonna be put to the fire, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And every, every man's work abides which he had built thereon. He should receive a reward. I saw the reward. I saw people 
rewarded after they were put through the fire. But they are not going to be rewarded as we move on unless you are put through the fire. This is this is incredible. And I, I'm watching the people being put through the fire. And the fire was the Lord Jesus. He is the day that the world refers to. And I had a clear understanding there that that fire I was before was Jesus. And out of it, he was speaking to me. Praise you, Lord. Imagine being there. If any man, says Paul, any man's work should be burned, he should suffer loss, but himself should be saved, yet so as fire. Understand it clear. Again, look look what happened. Hallelujah. As a person is being put through the fire, the work of that person may fail. But the person, the person by he himself should be saved. Just we are saved by grace, remember? We are saved by grace. Praise you, Lord. So those that we have put through the fire were saved people, people that have received Jesus. But they, many have many loss, suffered great loss, as they were being put through the fire. They were coming out basically with just salvation. That's it. Nothing else. There were other people coming out with a lot of other things, precious things, reward that they received. Praise your Lord. But the other people were losing everything except their salvation because that's a free gift, a gift from God. Praise your Lord. Yeah, as fire. Yes, so a fire. Cause it's being, I saw the entire person being put through the fire, brothers and sisters. And I'm standing there, and it was so much that I was, I was shaking to the core of my being, brothers and sisters, looking at this fire. And I'm looking at people being put through it. I'm already in the, in the other side of the fire. Somehow, by his grace, by his mercy, I made it through. But now, I'm sharing, brothers and sisters, I'm sharing for the people that are coming through the fire. And it was like people from the Lord Tower that I remember seeing, knowing, and they were coming through the fire, and I'm sharing for them as they're coming through. Praise the Lord. And some people were making it through, and probably, oh, yeah, I made it. And they raised their hand to me, and I said, yes, you did, brother. Yes, you did. You made it. You made it, people that I knew. Praise the Lord. But other people, they were coming with a lot of things. I guess they were claiming those things. I don't know. It, when they went being put through the fire, what they had, boom, it just was made into dust right before them. The fire consumed just as the apostle Paul says. Praise the Lord. The fire consumed what they had, praise the Lord, and they could they could not go on with what they had because they just lost it, brothers. They just lost what they had, praise the Lord. And it might have been things that they really value a lot, brothers and sisters, that they really love to have. As they went through, they lost it, brothers and sisters. If any man works to be burned, he should suffer loss. Imagine people going through the fire and had all these things they wanted to have, and boom, consumed by the fire. And they could not make it through the other side, brothers and sisters. Our God is a consuming fire. Praise you, Lord. And we've been warned through God's word from the beginning that our work will be put through the fire. And that's what the Apostle Paul is teaching the Corinthians, the brothers and sisters of the church in Corinthians, for them to have a clear understanding what is going to come about at the end? What is going to happen at the end? 
brothers and sisters, to our work, praise Jesus, because the Lord Jesus teaches us that we will be rewarded in Revelation 22nd, 22. We are going to be rewarded according to our works, but our work is going to be put to the fire. So it has to be genuine. Our work for God, our life for God, our living life for God must be an honesty, must be, hallelujah, authentic, original. It has to be for real. We have to live for God for real. We cannot have a double life. We cannot, hallelujah, be lying, deceiving, because we will be lying to ourselves, and we will be stealing from ourselves, not from God. Because one thing I knew in that place, God knows all things about us. God knows all things about our life. Nothing is hidden from his presence. He knows all to the deepest. Brothers and sisters, he knows all to the deepest. Nothing is hidden from him. He understands all. He knows if we are lying. He knows if we are deceiving. He knows that we're being hypocrite, brothers and sisters. God knows that we're being hypocrite. It will be a liars. He knows it would be a liar. And our work is going to be put through the fire of God. Through the fire, through the consuming fire of God. Have mercy. And whether it was stained, if it is original, it will stand. It will shine more. There were people that went through the fire that what they had shined more. It came out more beautiful. But there were other people who had a lot of things. But in the moment they went through the fire, the fire consumed what they had. They only had their own life, their own salvation. That was it. That, brothers and sisters, when they went through the fire, woof, in a second turned to dust, whatever they had in their life, whatever they thought it was so great to God, it might have been something they wanted to offer up to God. They wanted to give God. But what they bring, what they were bringing to God was was fake, was not real, was not of God, and the fire consuming. And I'm standing there looking at this, shaking on my own life. I began to speak in my spirit. I began to pray in my spirit. As I saw this happen, I wanted to pray. And the Lord was reminding me, LB, LB, whatever you are for me, is whatever is going to be shown now. You are in the presence of God. It, whatever you are is what is being shown. And you know that the things that are not of God is being shown now for you to repent. But I was trying to repent in that place. Where I was in that presence, the presence was so strong. The fire was all over that place. That consuming fire was consuming everything. Nothing that was of God. And I wanted to have more things. But I, I guess when I was put through the fire, because I just came through the fire, the things that I wanted also to have were already consumed. So the things that I wanted to keep, they now went through with me. I just went through 
praise you, Lord, maybe it were a few things for the glory of God. But those are the things that I wanted to keep were consumed by that fire. It's like I wanted to cross back to the other side and get those things that the fire burns. <laughs> cannot happen. That cannot happen, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. We are loving things that are not of God. We are have things in our life. We are attached to things that are not of God, and they are going to be consumed. This nine, please meditate on the things that are not of God. As the Lord touches your heart, as Jesus and the Holy Spirit and Father God touches your heart, convicting you of the things that are not of Him, please repent. Please open your eyes, your ears, and your understanding to God and say, God, show me the things that are in my life that are not pleasing unto you because I would like to repent those things. I would like to live for you. I want my whole life to be authentic, to be real, Lord, to be genuine before thy presence, oh God. I want to be genuine, Lord, before thy presence. Show me the things that are not pleasing unto you. Let me see the arrow on my way, oh Lord. Please, oh God, please put light to the darkness in my life that I may see those things and repent before thy presence, that those things be removed now. So my life, God, praise you, Lord. Praise you, God, I may be, hallelujah, a glorious bride for you, glorious bride for you, the Lord, that I may be a glorious bride. Remove all things in my life, O Lord, that are not pleasing unto thee. In Jesus' name I pray, O God. Praise the Lord. Let my life, God, shine for you. In Jesus' name, please, I want to ask you to be bold to repent. I want to ask you, I want to encourage you to be bold to repent, to be bold to recognize your ways, your ways that are not pleasing to God. They are ways that seem good to man. Praise you, Lord, but only lead to destruction. Repent tonight for the things that are not pleasing to God. Do you know that are not pleasing to God? The things that maybe are in your heart. Praise the people that you're hanging around with. The people that you're your co-worker. The people that you're joking and you're worth too much. The things that you're doing that you know that are not pleasing to God. Ask the Lord to shine his light around the part of your life that those things that are not pleasing to God, that you may be able to repent in time, in the time God has given us. Because the Lord reminded me today that time is very short, that this life is passing, he says to me. It is passing fast, and that soon it will not be no more, was the word of the Lord to me today. Soon this, what's passing in this life will not be no more, LV. Do what you are going to do now. Focus on what you need to do now because this timing is passing fast. It's what the Lord says to me. Thank you, Jesus. Brothers and sisters, whatever we are going to do for the Lord, we need to do it now. Hallelujah. If we're going to repent, we have to do it now. If we want to be close to God, come close to God, it must begin now. We must begin to repent now before the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
it is now please focus on the word that I'm going to read to you. And just ask the Lord to remove the things out of your heart that are not pleasing to him. Please, don't miss what God has in Thank you, Jesus. Because I know the Lord wanted me to deliver this message tonight. That's why he took me to the millennium to see, hallelujah, the work of us being through for the fire. I forgot that I had asked God that I wanted to see how will, how will the white throne judgment be about? How will things will go about? I had no idea how, how the white throne judgment will go about. I always had in mind that it would be like when cases are being brought to the Supreme Court. When any case are being brought to the court, the judge is sitting in his, in his seat. Hallelujah. And I imagine the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit or the, or the, or the Lord judging as people will be and be brought forward to the judgment. Everyone according to the word. But I have not remembered what the word says, that the work of each and one of us will be brought through the fire, will be put through through the fire. Praise the Lord. And whatever will remain, some people will have great loss, and that's what I was seeing. Brothers and sisters, that God is so merciful. My goodness. Thank you, Lord. But so true also, brothers and sisters. He is so true. Thank you, Lord. He is so true. And to the people that I was seeing at the end of the millennium, the thousand rain will cry here, brothers and sisters, those are the people that have finally made it. But now their work was being put through to the fire. Our work, because I was there too, was being put through the fire. Some people were having great loss. People had little, but the little they have, they will be able they were able to go through the fire and shine even to be more beautiful. Thank you, Lord, because the work was being done in God. And that was awesome to know, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. It is so important. We are in repentance in these last days, brothers and sisters. Praise you, God. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Look what the Word of God says. Hallelujah. Hebrews 12, 29 says, For our God is consuming fire. Joel 22, 20, Where our suffering is not cut down, but the remnant up there and the fire consumed. So as the remnant, those that are left, said Joel, those that are left, now, said Joel, hallelujah, were being put through the fire, brothers and sisters. But the remnant up there and the fire consumed. The remnants of the evil. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Where our suffering is not cut down, says Joe. The suffering is not cut down, but the remnants of the evil ones. Yes. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. We will not be in cut down because we're saved by Christ. Deuteronomy 424. For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. Right from the beginning, through the mouth of, 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 of Moses, God says, look. Hallelujah. Look, I'm, I'm God. I'm on consuming fire. I'm a jealous God. I'm even a jealous God. In other words, I'm not, even, I'm not willing to share you with nobody. Jesus is not willing to share that with nobody, the devil or nobody else, brothers and sisters. That's why having people in your life that takes the time of God out of your life, God the wonder, because that could also be idolatry. Thank you, Jesus. Very important, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. Deuteronomy 32, 22. 
for a fire is kindled in my anger, and it should burn unto the law with hell, and to consume the earth with her increase, and set on fire the foundation of the mountain. This is what the Lord was reminding me there at the end of the millennium. He says, my son, I remind you what I have told you, that the earth, everything in your earth that you know in your present time, is going to be consumed. He was reminding me of that. And I thank the Lord for that reminder because I tend to forget things, but the Lord is merciful. He was reminding me of what he has shown me and told me before. I saw the end of the USA, brothers and sisters. It was, I was sitting on the 100 by 100 pieces of land that was left from the United States. I saw the end of the earth, brothers and sisters. As Peter said in his word, in his writing, that the elements are going to be consumed by fire. Nothing is going to be standing, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I love what it says in Habakkuk. Let me read this quick. Behold, it is, it is not of the Lord of all that the people shall labor in the very fire. The people weary themselves for very vanity. Hallelujah. That's what people are worrying for right now. It's what the Lord says to me also there. For vanity. Vanity. Why are we worried for vanity? Why do we go about our life Worry for vanity, for the things that are going to be consumed by fire, that are not going to be standing at the end. That's what people are running back and forward. They have money, hallelujah, to eat and to support themselves, but they run back and forward for more money, taking for granted their own relationship with God, brothers and sisters, and money has become their God. Technology has become their God, the vain imagination and vain glory, brothers and sisters. They are running back and forward for that. And when all that nonsense is put through the fire, it's not going to stand. The metal we have today, the metal building we have today, as they are put through the fire, they are not going to stand, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Zechariah 13.9. Praise you, Lord. I will bring the third part to the fire. I will refine them as silver is refined. I will try them as gold is tried. They should call on my name, and I will hear them. I will say it is my people, and they should say the Lord is my God. Listen, people of God, because this is for you and I. Don't let anyone tell you this is for the world. No, this is for you and I. Hallelujah. For you and I. Thank you, Jesus. This is for you and I, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. We are going to be poor. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, through the fire. May the Lord touch his people's hearts for repenting. Thank you, Jesus. This is so important. This is so important. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Malachi 3.2. By whom may abide the day of his coming? 
and who shall stand where he appears? For he is like a refiner of fire. It's like a fuller soul, brothers and sisters, in Jesus. This is our rabbi. This is our Lord. This is our Savior, our Lord Jesus. When he comes, who is going to stand when he appears? Who is going to stand? Because his fire is going to burn everything when he appears, coming on his glory. Having he not said that to us in Matthew 24, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. God have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Look what John said of Jesus in Matthew 3.11. And thee I baptize you with water into repenting. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, who choose I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And with fire, fire, hallelujah, it will be in the midst of our life. It has been, it will continue, and everything you and I do will be tested to the fire. That is our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You expect a reward from him. Make sure you are, hallelujah, make sure you are genuine before his presence. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise our hallelujah. Make sure, make sure, hallelujah, praise you, Lord. Hallelujah, Matthew 13, 40. Look what the Lord says. Therefore, tears are gathered and burned in the fire, so it should be on the end of the world. Are you listening to what our rabbi taught us in his word? Oh, Jesus, have mercy. Thank you, Lord. Have mercy. Hallelujah. Look at those that decide to follow the devil at the end of of the millennium, the end of the thousand year. And shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be willing a gnashing of teeth. They thought the devil was going to give them a secure place. They, they decided to, to follow him after he was loose. He goes to the four corners of the earth to reunite them. May God, God and may God, to reunite them for the final butter. And when they get together to go against Jerusalem, fire comes from the throne of Father God and consume them. They thought the devil was going to give them a secure place. In order to tell him, Father God, fire consuming them from heaven. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. God have mercy. God have mercy. God have mercy. You know that the children of Israel, when they got close to the mountain when Moses, they trembled because there was pure fire, more than the fire they used to, to, to burn wood. This fire was all-consuming fire in that mountain. And they were so fearful that they said to Moses, you speak for us, Moses. They were so afraid of God. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. God have mercy. God have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Joshua 7, 25. Joshua said, Why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stone and burned him with fire after they had stoned him with stone. They were so afraid of God that they didn't so burn people with fire. God told them to do this. Cast evil from among them. And they burned them with fire. Hallelujah. A sign as God would do to his enemy. 
brothers and sisters. Thou how serious God is, brothers and sisters. Our God is very serious about his judgment. Hallelujah. He is very serious. His enemies are going to burn with fire, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. They are not going to escape. No, they are not, brothers and sisters. None of God's enemies are going to escape his judgment. Because fire, his fire, is going to devour them. Praise the Lord. His fire is going to devour his enemy. Are not going to escape his fire. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Psalm 21, 9. That should make them as fiery oven in the time of thy anger. The Lord should swallow them up in his wrath. In the fire should devour them. The fire, says David, prophesied David, will devour his enemy. What will be standing from them will be nothing. They are going to be consumed by the Lord's fire. In the last, Psalm 53, our God should come and should not keep silent. And the Bible and fire should go before him. And there should be very tempered around him. The fire it's going to be very temperature, says David. Look at the word temperature in the book of Psalms. Science is claiming that word, but it's a word already in the Bible, in the book of Psalms. Praise you, Lord. Psalms 12. Thou hast caused men to ride up over his head. He went through the fire, through water, but the, thou brought this us into the fruitful place. He brought them forward to the fruitful place. As he brought them to the fire. Psalm 68, 2. As smoke is driven away, so it driven them away. As the west melt before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. It's the presence of God that has the consuming fire, brothers and sisters. And who will escape from that fire? Because the presence of God is everywhere. It's everywhere. And it's going to consume everything God made. Psalm 80, 16. It is burned with fire. It is cast down. They perish at the rebuke of the countenance. The presence, the countenance and the presence is the same thing. At the rebuke in his presence, the countenance, brothers and sisters, they perish. My goodness, is our presence powerful. Brothers and sisters, our presence of God. Psalm 97, 3. A fire goes before him and burn up his enemy, run about. Even if they're in the cave, that presence, that cave cannot hide them. The mountain, the sea, the planet cannot hide them from the continent of God, from the presence of God, and boom, he consumes them. He burns them up. He burns them up. People marvel at the sun. But that sun is a, is a revelation of Jesus, and it's going to consume God's enemy. God have mercy. Psalm 106, 18. And a fire was kindled, and their, and their company, the flame burned up the wicked. They cannot escape. There's no way they can escape. Psalm 140.10, let the burning coal fall upon them. Let them be cast into the fire, to the deep pit. They that rise not up again. Very clear, they will not rise up again. Psalm 148.8, fire and hail, snow and vapor, stormy wind, fulfilling his word. 
word week then will be the fulfilling of the word. That's what I was seeing, brothers and sisters. The fulfilling of God's word at the end of the millennium. The thousand year were over. The thousand year reign with Christ was over, Revelation 20. Now it was time for God to consider his enemy, and it was time for God's people to be put through the fire, according to 1 Corinthians 13, brothers and sisters. For the test, for the work of everyone to be tested. And I saw people going with a lot of things through the fire. And boom, the fire will consume what they have. And they're looking for what they have. It, is it was consumed in a second. My goodness, but it's a fire that's strong. And I'm looking at that and I'm trembling. I'm trembling for my own life. And I've already been put through. And what I have, things that I have already consumed too. I got to check myself, brothers and sisters, more and more. I might be loving things that I should not be loving. I might be caring for something that I should not be caring for. Praise you, Lord. This life is done and bad. We are forgetting that, brothers and sisters. This life is going to pass, brothers and sisters. It's going to pass away. The element, says Peter, are going to melt. Imagine that. The element, the buildings, all the steel buildings, all the brick buildings, all the wooden buildings, all the wooden how are going, hallelujah, to burn, brothers and sisters, by fire. How can they stand the fire that is coming from the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Listen careful. Because I looked at the earth at the end of a thousand-year rainbow Christ, and not one single building was standing. Praise you, Lord. Listen careful. Second Peter 3.10. But the day of the Lord will come. Listen careful. But the day of the Lord will come, says Peter, as a thief in the night, in which is being very clear, very specific, when the day of the Lord comes, when the bending of the Lord comes, the day of bending of the Lord comes, prophesied by Joel and many other prophets, in which the heaven should pass away with a great noise, and the element to melt with fervent heat, the earth also, and the works that are, <coughs> excuse me, the earth also, and the, the work that are in, shall be burned up. That fire burns so much, brothers and sisters, that the still beating disappear. They melt away. You can imagine, we, we make steel, I used to work with steel in a steel company. So I kind of, I have an idea how to melt steel, how to make steel. Sent from Germany to us, our company here up in Andover, Massachusetts, in the steel company that I work with. And the steel was sent to us from Germany in dust, brothers and sisters, by pallets in, in containers. Because these steel we use was to make S16. The same steel that is made to make uh, Mercedes, the old Mercedes, the steel quality is either 5.5 in quality and 6.0. The higher, I believe, can go up to 6.5. And the steel numbers is 13 to 14 number. I'm giving you the first two numbers of the steel quality. If you want to find, when a, when a steel company makes a steel, 
And if you want to find out the quality of the steel, they're going to give you a 14, 13 to 14 numbers. Forget about those other numbers and look at the first two numbers. The first two numbers will either start with 0 0.5, or 1 1.5, 2.0, 2.5, 3.0, 3.0, 4.0, 4.5, 5.0, 6.0, and the highest of all, 6.5. I don't know so far because I've been out of the steel company for, I believe now, over 10 years. Back then, we did not know back in 2001 any other steel higher than 6.5 in, in quality. That's the quality of the steel that I'm talking to you about. Praise you, Lord. And anyone that knows about steel knows what I'm talking about. Praise you, Lord. Because the steel we made was for S-16 planes for the U.S. Army, brothers and sisters. So it has to use the best quality of steel, and it was still uh, 6.0, 5.5. Praise you, Lord. Some car steel are 0.5, 1.0. The Japanese steel is 3.0, just to give you an idea. The Japanese steel is 3.0 in quality. That's, those are Honda and Toyota. Praise the Lord. Germany steel is the highest steel. They, they make the highest steel on earth, in case you didn't know it, brothers and sisters. And that's what we make to make the, the, the engine for the X-16 plane. That's what I used to make. Those engines, I, I used to carry uh, those engine block in, in heavy-duty crane from one place to another. I used to load, load up 16-wheeler uh, trucks of those engines to be shipped to different states. So I know exactly what I'm telling you. Praise you, Lord, because I, I, they put me through the test. They put me through everything, and I passed the test. I passed everything, and I was able to work for six, 12 months in that company. The Lord took me out. It's not that men took me out. The Lord took me out. The Lord spoke to me and said, I have taken you out of that. Because the Lord was calling me into ministry. Praise you, Lord. And although I was doing good in the work I was doing, the Lord was calling me out. He didn't want me in that company in that company anymore, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. But I want, what I want to say to you is that the highest steel we have on this earth now will not stand the fire of the Lord Jesus, the fire of God. It will melt to nothing, to, to dust or, or less, brothers and sisters, the steel we have. All these steel building, brick buildings that we have, at the end of the millennium, they're gone. I seen the new earth, the millennium. I've been 4,000 into it, 5,000, I'm sorry, uh, 400 years into it, 600 years into it, 300 years into it, 100 years into it in the beginning. At the end, I've been at the 1,000 years. The Lord has taken me several times to the millennium. I've seen several cities being built around the U.S. and around every other country. I have all the, I've seen all the countries put together, no sea in between. There's no sea. The Lord of God tells you that, brothers and sisters. And so what I want to tell you is this, brothers and sisters. At the end of the millennium, the fire that came down from heaven had consumed everything. When I look at the earth, again, when Father God fire came down, there was not one single house or building standing. Just to give you an idea of where I was this morning with the Lord. I was so choking. My life was so choking this morning that you see a, a, a few days born baby. They are so little. They are so small. Jesus grabbed me out of there to bring me back. 
like you grab with one hand a few weeks or few days born baby. You gotta you can grab with one single hand. Like I like I grabbed my boy, he was so small. Okay? Praise you, Lord. And Jesus grabbed me tenderly and brought me back like you were brought a baby back. And I was so shaken with what I was seeing before my eyes, brothers and sisters, that when Jesus spoke to me, I clearly understood what he was showing me, the fire that was right before me, and what was the things of people that was being consumed, the things in my life that were consumed. It was incredible, brothers and sisters. I understand exactly 1 Corinthians 13 what Paul is talking to the church. Some people will have great loss. I am telling you, if you hold on to the things of this earth, you will have great loss. God doesn't want us for us to lose. He wants us to win is what he wants. And praise the Lord, if we walk in genuine walk with the Lord, if we continue in daily repenting, the Lord will bring us tears. If we do everything in honesty, now, now brothers, the lying or deceiving anyone, doing things in honesty, the work will be approved by God, and once it's put through the fire, it will remain. But if it's not in, not in God in honesty, done in purity, and the way God wants his things to be done are going to be burned. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. And God don't want us to lose. There will be great losses, the Apostle Paul. God don't want us to have great loss, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So the things are going to be proven by through the fire. Proverbs 25, 22, For thou shalt heap coal a fire upon his head, and the Lord shall reward thee. Praise you, Lord. It is the fire that proves the work we do. Hallelujah. Isaiah 10, 16, Therefore shall the Lord, the Lord of hosts, send among his staff fat ones, leanness, leanness. Under his glory he shall kindle a burning light, the burning of fire. Prophesy Isaiah. Isaiah 10, 17. And the light of Israel shall be for a fire, and his holy one for a flame. And it shall burn and devour his, his corn and his briars in one day. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 30, 27. Behold, the name of the Lord cometh from far, burning with his anger, with the burden thereof of heavy. His lips are full of indignation, and his tongues are devouring fire. When he opened his mouth, who is going to stand before him? He, his tongue, tongue is a devouring fire. When he's everything before him will be consumed. Nothing is going to be spending. Isaiah 30, 30. The Lord should cause his glor- glorious voice to be heard and should show the lighting down of his arm with the indignation of his anger and with the flame of devouring fire with scattering a tempest of hailstone. My goodness. God is serious. Some people have taken the walk with God as a joke. This is not a joke, brothers and sisters. This is life or death. We choose life, brothers and sisters. That's what we need to choose. Life, which is Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Isaiah 31, 9. 
he should pass over to his stronghold to fear, and his princes should be afraid of his insight, said the Lord, whose fire is, is in Zion, and his furnace in Jerusalem. Look where his furnace is, in Jerusalem. Praise you, Lord. This is why when, when the devil go to the four corners of the earth to make God and make God to get all the people to follow him like the sand of the sea. When they go to the precious city, Jerusalem, what happened? The furnace of Jerusalem, the, his furnace is in Jerusalem. Who is his furnace? Jesus Christ is his furnace. The Messiah, Yeshua Jesus, is the furnace of Jerusalem. So when they go, fire comes from heaven, come. And they bow them. They stay no more. God have mercy. Jeremiah 23, 29. It is not my word like a fire, says the Lord. It is like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. That is the word of God. Jesus is the fire. Jesus is the fire. He's the hammer. Who break the rock in pieces. Who will escape from his devouring fire. That is coming. Who will? Ezekiel 39 6. And I will set a fire on Magar among them that dwell confidently in the island. They should know that I am the Lord. A lot of islands are being built in the, in somewhere in the sea. Praise you, Lord. God said He will devour them too. And I'm going to escape from God. Praise you, Lord. Daniel 3 25. He answered and said, Lord, I see four men loose, says the king, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have now heard, and the form of the four is like the Son of God. They will meet you. This is when the three, four youth, hallelujah, three youth were thrown in the fire, hallelujah. And they go, Meshach, praise you, Lord. I forget all the four names. Praise you, Lord. They were thrown in the fire, praise you, Lord. And what happened? When the king went to see it, he saw four. Jesus was there with them. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. They were there, brothers and sisters. Jesus was there with them. He was the forest among the three. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Right from the beginning, God has shown how his anger, when his, when, out of his anger, he releases fire. We have seen the consequence, like in Sodom and Gomorrah, Genesis 29, 1924. Then the Lord reigned upon Sodom and Gomorrah, brings them in fire from the from the Lord out of heaven. Where did the fire came from? Praise the Lord. They're not just come from the clouds. It came from out the throne, from the heaven. From the throne of God. From the heaven. Out of heaven. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. A lot of people have said that the fire that came from Sodom and Gomorrah because it was out of the heaven. It was not from the heaven, out of the heaven. Thank you, Jesus. The outer heaven, the, outer, the area, the outage, the outer space, our galaxy, in other words, better understanding, was a meteor, they believe it was. Whatever it was, was fire out of the heaven, clearly, is what the Word of God says. Exodus uh, 3 2. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire. Out of the midst of the bush, he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Praise you, Jesus. Now, why did the Lord took Moses? This is a question I have for you. And I 
I'm not going to answer you that question tonight. I want you to praise the Lord. Have, ask the Lord to give you an answer or look up the answer. What? Why did the Lord ask Moses to take the sandal from his feet? The place he was standing was holy, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. Why did the Lord ask him to take the sandal from his foot, his feet? Tomorrow night, I'll give you the answer for that question, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Some of you, some of you will be surprised, but I want you to look up that in the Word. Hallelujah. He said because the, 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 yeah, the place was holy. For why did he ask him to take the sandal from his feet? Why? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is so awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. God is so awesome. Hallelujah. God is so awesome. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'll give you the answer for that tomorrow. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. God is so awesome. Our God is so good. Praise you, Lord. So please, as you meditate on that, as you look that up, as you as the Lord, as you ask the Lord for an answer, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. You you will you will praise the Lord, hallelujah. You get a better understanding, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. I will be back, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord, tomorrow when more
In Jesus' name, Jesus' name, mighty Lord, mighty God, I ask you, Lord, to minister, Lord, to your people, Lord. Minister, Lord, to those life, Lord. You want to restore, Lord. You want to bring closest to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Oh, Lord, no weapon, Lord Jesus, form against us, Lord Jesus, will prosper in Jesus' name. We ask you, Lord, to clean out the air, Lord, from north to south, east to west. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Black the power from the air, from hell, from earth, in Jesus' name. Mighty Jesus, mighty Yeshua, mighty Lord, mighty God. In Jesus' name we ask you, Lord. Glorify yourself, Lord Jesus, tonight, Lord. Lord, hallelujah, that the word you have given me, Lord, I'll be able to give it out tonight in Jesus' name. A most important message, Lord Jesus, to your people, Lord. Lord Jesus, clean out the air, Lord Jesus. Remove the power of the evil and black them in Jesus' name. Be a shield to this program. To everyone life tonight in Jesus' name. Oh, mighty Lord, mighty God, I thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you, Lord, I thank you, God. Minister, Lord, to the need of your people. Let your anointing break the joke. Tonight, in Jesus' name, for north to south, east to west. Oh, Lord Jesus, let your anointing break the joke tonight. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name, name. Let your power set the life free, Lord Jesus, in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Let your power and anointing flow tonight, Lord Jesus, from your throne to build your people's life, Lord Jesus, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, mighty Lord, mighty God, we pray, Lord Jesus, minister, Lord. Help your people to log in and listen tonight and be ministered. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. My goodness, it's an anointing. There is an anointing for God's people tonight. For those that would open their heart and be ministered, the Lord is willing to minister to your need. Give your burden to the Lord. Whatever you're going through, give it to Jesus. Hallelujah. No matter what, what the enemy is bringing against you, give it to Jesus. Give it to the Lord. The angel of the Lord will come around those that fear him and will protect you in Jesus' name. Believe the Lord in his word. Trust the Lord in his word. The Lord will minister. The Lord will heal you. The Lord will take away your pain and your suffering tonight if you give it to him in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I come in agreement with those that are suffering, those that are going through pain and suffering, those that are hurting in Jesus' name. Give it to the Lord, and the Lord will take it away in Jesus' name. You will not feel it when the Lord takes it away. It will be gone. It will be gone in Jesus' name. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Give it to the Lord. Give your pain, your hurting to the Lord. Your sickness, give it to Jesus. Your worry, your concern, give it to Jesus. And the Lord will take it away. The Lord will minister. The Lord will raise you high. The Lord will raise you on the air like an eagle. The Lord will raise you high like an eagle. Thank you, Lord. The Lord will give you strength like the buffalo. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Receive the Lord's strength. Receive the Lord's ministration to your life. Really give the Lord your burden and concern. Receive strength from the Lord right now in Jesus' name. Receive healing. Receive deliverance in Jesus' name. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Lord. The Lord came to set the captive free. Hallelujah. Whatever is holding you captive, the Lord came to set the captive free. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God. 
My goodness, what a peace I received this morning. For from 4 to 5 o'clock in the morning around there somewhere, Jesus came to visit me in the hotel where I was staying in vacation. I want to thank my brother Barney. Hallelujah for helping me with the Lord Tower. The internet there was not good, brothers and sisters. Amen. But the Lord wanted me to rest and just be in communion with him, in communication with him. Brothers and sisters, praise you, Lord. It's what the Lord said to me. Praise you, God. He just wanted me to be, spend time with him. And what a time, what a time, what a time. Thank you, Lord. I received two visitations from the Lord in such a special way that I'm, I'm going to share what the Lord said to me. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. And I know the Lord, as you open your heart, the Lord will minister to your life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mother, what a great Lord we have. What a great God we have. Yes, thank you for Brother Body. Hallelujah. For helping out. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother Body, for being willing to help. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. The Lord, they spoke to me. Praise you, Lord. He He wanted me to uh, spend time with my family, rest, and 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 was more to seek Him and spend time with Him. Thank you, Lord, and and it was awesome. The visitation this morning was awesome. I tell you this. Thank you, Lord. I was walking in Orlando, or close to Orlando, in Florida, brothers and sisters. And this young man, I tell you, this young man, I uh, was walking with my brother. Dear and, and and his friend's son and his friend and this this young man don't go to church or anything. Praise you God and and the Lord spoke through him. The Lord came down, brothers and sisters, and Jesus got hold of him and said, "You see that cloud in the air over Miami, over Florida, that cloud to the I would say to the south, brothers and sisters, right through where the tsunami is going to come." And there's, there's like a permanent cloud here. Someone, before I went to Florida, uh, this brother sent me a picture with his cell phone. He took a picture of this cloud with his cell phone. And he said, Brother Obi, what a strange thing this is. There is a thick cloud to the south of Florida, Brother Elvi. And it's, and it's like a message, like a sign, like a sign. And... I said, well, you know what? I, I don't know about this. I'll pray about it, I said to him. Praise you, Lord. And so I just told him I will pray about it. And in two weeks, um, I was planning to go to Florida. My brother had had, uh, had everything arranged. and really wanted us to spend some time with the family. We sometimes just spend uh, uh, some uh, uh, a couple of days a year. He really wanted me to spend time with the family, and the Lord had it all planned. The Lord had it all planned. And I was praying to the Lord to see if it was safe for me to go. Praise you, Lord. And the Lord said it will be. I will return safe. Praise you, Lord. And, and he did. He's awesome. He's a great God. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. And I tell you, brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Yes, thank you for that. It must read in that rest. And and as the Lord spoke to this young boy, this young boy, he's only eight years old, and said, that cloud is a cloud of sign of judgment, the young boy say. And I knew it wasn't him speaking. I knew it was with Jesus. 
And his anointing came, his presence of the Lord came all over me. I'm telling you, it, it was just a glory that came over me from the Lord. And the Lord says, I am the one. The Lord spoke to me with an audible voice and says, I am the one that have placed a cloud over Florida as a sign on my judgment to come. I am the one, the Lord says to me, speaking to them through this cloud on my judgment to come. This is a sign. My goodness, when that voice came over me, just walking, brothers and sisters, in the day in the daylight as he came to Abraham. My goodness. I could not see the Lord, but the glory was over me, and the voice of the Lord was over me. My goodness. It was it was incredible to have the Lord speak to my life this way. My goodness, what a glory, what an anointing, and what an audible voice of the Lord. It was the Lord that got hold of that boy and spoke. And and it was the Lord that 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 spoke over my life with an audible voice, powerful audible voice. And my goodness, my Lord, my Lord, it, it was it was so powerful. And as I continue to meditate on what the Lord just has said in my life, under that power, that anointing, man, it was it was a sense of an urgency from the Lord that he he he. He put into my spirit, or he spoke into my spirit. When he spoke those words, he put into my spirit. I could discern that this judgment is very close. As he let me uh, uh, discern, as he let me discern, it, it, it's so close, so close. But it, the Lord also let me know he's whipping for Florida right now. He's crying for Florida right now. It's what? Uh, as the urgency came upon my spirit, upon my life, also the cry of Jesus over Florida was on my life from the Lord. And my goodness, you, it's like you can help it cry. Weep for, for Florida. The judgment is up on Florida, brothers and sisters. As the Lord says, that cloud is a sign over Florida. My goodness, brothers and sisters. And I tell you this. Physically, this is my first time in Florida, but spiritually, I've been taken there out of my body, taken there by the Lord to Florida, to Miami. And I tell you, that tsunami will cover the whole land. That whole land, all those buildings of the house will be gone. They will be wiped out by the tsunami. I had cried before this, and when that second voice came, when the Lord spoke to me, and I felt the cry of Jesus for Florida. My goodness, the Lord is crying not just for Florida, but He's crying for the east coast of, of the United States. The, the the destruction that is coming is close. It is huge. It is a great destruction. Life are our stake here. The bride of Christ, we need to pray. We need to pray. We need to pray. There is an urgency of prayer. I, I mean, I can just play an audio to you of what the Lord is saying through his prophet to the people in America. To pray, to pray, to pray, because judgment is at hand. Great destruction is at hand. When the voice, audible voice of Jesus came on me, I could, 
I can feel his heart has cried. Imagine his cry put in my, put, put up on my own life from the Lord for Florida, from the east coast of America, because it's going to start in Florida, Washington, D.C., Maryland, my goodness, Georgia, part of Georgia, uh, New Jersey, New York, that that over two, a hundred way tsunami, uh, nothing uh, uh, will stop it. My goodness, I I have not been shaking this weight uh, after the Lord spoke to me this this couple of days ago. It was man, it was it was really shaking, really 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 shaking, brothers and sisters. It shook me. I understood as the Lord says to me this morning, I have planned for you to come here. I have planned for you to come here. He has shown me other things, brothers and sisters, which I'm going to go into tonight. Before I share what the Lord showed me and spoke to me this morning, as His glory came upon me in the in the in the hotel, my wife said that my 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 body looked like a body of an angel, with such a, a peace of the Lord on me. His, his glory came on me. And I was in tremendous peace this morning. Tremendous peace from the Lord, from Jesus Christ. From our Lord and Master, Lord Jesus Christ. He came to the room. And it was so real that I, I thought it was so in my sleep. But he allowed me to open my eyes and look around the, the, look around my, the bathroom. He was there. My goodness, my Lord, he, God is more real than we are. We think that, man, we think that we're real, but he's more real than we are. He is more real than we are. My goodness, my goodness, what a glory. What a glory and what a peace. What a peace. That peace surpasses all understanding, truly does. I want to go ahead and I know the Lord is speaking to people's spirit right now. And he is shaking some people in the spirit right now. And, and there are people that are going to listen to this message. They are going, their spirit is going to be shaking. People in Florida, people in Miami, in Orlando, they're going to be shaking in their spirit. And they are going to know that the Lord is speaking to them. It is Jesus speaking to their life because it came from him. He is broken for Florida. Jesus Christ is broken for Florida. He is broken for these people. There are people he loves there dearly. My goodness, that are not listening to him. He is broken for lives. He came to save, not to condemn, but to save. He don't want anyone to perish but to have everlasting life. It's what he came from. It what is he, it's what Jesus is about, salvation. He is a savior that loves his creation. He loves his creation. He loves America. He don't like it to see, to see it destroyed. He loves this land. He don't want to see it destroyed, but judgment is imminent. It is imminent. Father God is so angry. My goodness. My goodness. God is, he's he been speaking to his prophet. Whether people are listening or not, it's between them and God. 
but it's going to begin. And when the judgment begins, people are going to cry out to stop, stop, stop. But it's going to get there. They're going to have to cry out to stop. They're going to have to cry out to Father God to please stop the judgment. Please stop it. Too many lives have been lost. Please stop it. People are going to cry out to God. My goodness. My Lord, help me to deliver your message, Lord, please. Lord, this is a strong message. Lord, this is your message. Lord, help me not to add or not, not to take anything away, Lord. Too many lives are at stake, Lord, in this. My Lord, have mercy, have mercy, have mercy. Have mercy, Lord, for every single soul. Lord, they know not what they do, Lord. They know not what they do. Have mercy, Lord, have mercy, have mercy. Continue to intercede before the Father, Lord Jesus. Please continue to intercede for each life in Florida. In the East Coast of America, Lord, New Jersey, New York, Washington, Maryland, Lord, Georgia, Lord. Oh, Lord Jesus, Pennsylvania, Lord. Lord, we intercede, Lord, we intercede, we intercede. We intercede for each state in his life, Boston, Lord. My goodness, Lord. My goodness, Jesus, have mercy. Please, Lord, intercede before the Father, Lord, before they are lost. Before any life is lost, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Help those, Lord. Lord, that those that call upon your name, help them, Lord Jesus. Lord, Lord, those, Lord, that's been seeking you, Lord, regardless of what's going on, Lord. Help them, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, mighty Lord, mighty God. Mighty Lord, have mercy, have mercy. Lord, by shaking the heart. Awaken them, Lord. Shake their spirit to this message. Lord, anyone on YouTube that hear this message, Lord. Lord Jesus, shaking their spirit. Broken their heart. Broken their spirit to you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray to Lord. Oh, Lord, that they will be saved. Their family, their friend will be saved. In Jesus' name, oh, Lord. Oh, God, oh, Lord, have mercy. Have mercy, oh, Lord. Have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Matthew seven fourteen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because a straight, because straight is a gay, a narrow is the way which lead it unto life. And few there be that find it. Thank you, Lord. The way is so narrow. And there are few that finds it. Thank you, Lord. Jesus showed me that way this morning. It is narrow. The way is narrow. Oh, but it's so holy. That way was being shown right before my eyes this morning. Boy, is that, is that way, brothers and sisters, that way is narrow. Hallelujah. Straight is the gay, narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few that will be, that will find it. Oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Oh man. Oh man, and that way is narrow. May the Lord help us. Thank you, Lord. May the Lord help us to find a way and stay in that way. Not go to the right or to the left. Not look to the to the wider way. 
to the world, to sin, to anything that is not of God. Anything that is not of God. Hallelujah. We need to serve God for His glory. Our walk, our life, our walk has to be for His glory. Jesus spoke this word to me. It's for my glory. Your walk, Jesus said. Your walk has to be for my glory, Jesus said. Our walk has to be for his glory. Not for our glory or the glory of man, but it has to be for his glory. Brothers and sisters, we are waiting and measured by God on how we walk, how we live, how we keep the commandment of God, how we obey them. Even when we give, it has to be done with joy and thanksgiving. Everything is in the Word of God, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. We must decrease so He will increase in us. We must decrease so He will increase in our life. It is for the glory of God, brothers and sisters. Our life, our walk with Jesus, it's for the glory of God. It is for His glory. Thank you, Lord. First Chronicle twenty two five said David said Solomon my son is a young and tender and the house that is to be built for the Lord must be exceedingly manif- magnificent in fame and enough glo- glory through all the country. Man, it has to be for the glory of God. And I will therefore now make preparation for it, so they will prepare abundantly. Before his dead, before David died, David had in his heart to build God a house, a house that will be for the glory of God, a glorious house. Hallelujah. That's how the house was in the Old Testament. Significant of the body of Christ, the church of Christ must be a glorious bride, a glorious bride, a glorious bride. Where the Holy Spirit of God dwells, there must be a glorious bride. Hallelujah. There must be preparation for that. Our life has to be prepared to be a glorious bride. A, gl- a, a glorious bride, it is a bride that, cl- that carries the glory of God in us, the Holy Spirit, the presence of God. That's the glorious bride. The temple of Solomon was a, res- a representation of the bride of Christ. How the temple was built, how the temple was prepared, so should the bride of Christ should be built, so should the bride of Christ be prepared. Thank you, Lord. We are the house of God, we are told. A bride without spot or wrinkle. A pure, righteous bride of Christ. And just as Solomon was chosen to build the temple, wisdom was granted to Solomon. Wisdom is granted to the bride. There were five foolish, but there were also five wise virgins. 
Thank you, Lord. Solomon, David had in his heart to build a house for God. Jesus had in his heart to build, uh, to have a bride that carried the Spirit of God. There is a temple for the Spirit of God. A bride, holy bride, can only carry the Holy Spirit of God. It is, if that bride is not holy, there must be preparation in that bride in that person's life, to be holy, to be righteous, to be prepared for the glory of God. Thank you, Lord. That's why our walk must be holy, must be for the glory of God, to carry that glory, to carry that presence of God. That's for that of our life. Is being prepared. Brothers and sisters, it is not just to be prepared for this life, but also for the coming life and for the eternal life. That's why our preparation continues daily. That's why there must be daily repenting in us. Each, each one of us has an obligation to repent daily. Before the Lord, before God. As a bride that is being purified, that is being prepared for the glory. Holy means set apart. We have been set apart for God, separated to serve Him, to worship Him, to be a servant to Him, to be a bride to His Son. Thank you, Lord. Prepare and dedicate it for His glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God is so awesome. Psalm 29, I said, The voice of the Lord maketh the hands to carve, and layeth bare the forest, and in His temple, that everyone speak of His glory. How? Can everyone in the church, in his temple speak of the glory they don't have? When God says, give glory to the Lamb, what glory are you going to give if you don't have it? If your life has not been dedicated for his glory, what glory are you going to give? When God demands from you and I, to give him glory. You cannot give what you don't have. In order for you to give God glory, this must be glory in you. Inside of your life. Your life, as is dedicated for his glory, God put in you glory. As God is glorified in your life, God can receive glory because God will put glory in you for you to give glory. So when the Word of God gives, tells you and I to give God glory, to give the Lamb glory, it's because there's glory imparted in your life to give. To give. 
God don't speak like man. That's why many cannot hear God. Many have problem communicating with God because God's language is true. Love and righteousness. While man can fake, man can deceive, man can mislead with the word. And that's why man has problem communicating with God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And the problem we have comes out of sin. That's why we need to repent sin. As I said before, as the Lord has led me to understand, we are like walking sinning machine. Sinning machine, brothers and sisters. We say most of the time. That's why repenting is required of us 24 hours. I mean, to every day. Because we're like sinning machine. We nonstop sin, and that alone, hallelujah, will keep us away out of the glory. Hallelujah. Will keep us from the glory. And God wants to fill us with his glory. He wants us to have his glory in us. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Because the glory of God brings change, transformation, renewal. renewal. Brothers and sisters, we have studied the glory before. And Jesus tells us what happened when he comes and says glory. Hallelujah. He changes everything. His glory changes us. That's why we are told, we are taught, that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He has passed from death to life. Brothers and sisters, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He has passed from death to life. Brothers and sisters, thank you, Lord. I'll be back after this. I, I got an, an emergency call right now that I must take. Thank you, Lord. And I will be back after this. Listen to this, brothers and sisters. Thank you, sir.
How many of you are hungry for God? Are you hungry for Him? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We are so hungry for the Lord. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We want more of Him. He wants the floodgates to open up. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. Psalm 104.31. The glory of the Lord shall endure forever. The Lord shall rejoice in his work. Thank you, Lord. His glory speaks about his works. What he's bringing to our, to our life when we submit our life to Jesus, when we submit our life to God, man, when that glory comes, it's going to change us. And the glory is already there. See, this is this is the one little thing that the glory is already there, brothers and sisters, available for you and I. Thank you, Lord. And God wants to put down His put down His glory in our life. Hallelujah! Isaiah was next to the uh, Isaiah in the year of the King Uzziah. Die, says the prophet Isaiah, one of the greatest prophets in the word of God. I saw also the Lord sitting upon the throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above stood the seraphim, each one saw six wind. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried, Unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. My goodness, his glory is here to change, to bring the new creature, the new creation that God promised he will bring. That's why if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He's a new creation. God will change us with his glory. But sin, sin keeps us out of that glory. That's why we need to repent. Man, I know that yesterday, last night, in, in, in my repenting with the Lord, there was such a strong anointing, such a strong presence. I didn't know what the Lord was going to do. Thank you, Lord. But I, I just rested in that presence of the Lord, and the Lord just showed up and, and gave me a vision of the way. Narrow is the way. When, when I looked at that narrow way, it was so holy, so pure. 
I saw Jesus standing in that narrow way. And he first spoke to me a few things that pertain to my family. But the other thing he said, hallelujah, that we walk in a narrow way, but we walk for his glory. It is for his glory that we do it. He said, he says, it's for my glory, he says. And my goodness, I was so happy to see the Lord. I had not seen the Lord for over a month, I believe. And I was, I just wanted to see Jesus again, wanted to see the Lord. And when I saw him, I was, my body was jumping, jumping with gladness. My soul, man, jumped with, jumped with gladness. Because sometimes you ask yourself, you know, Lord, what am I doing wrong? Hello, did I miss? There was something that I was supposed to do that I didn't do. But it's always in God's timing. Sometimes we, sometimes we get full of worry and concern for the, for the things of this world. But a minute, a minute in his presence, my goodness, is better than... than then a hundred hours without his presence, or a hundred days, or a hundred years. Just a minute in his presence is so worth it. My goodness, brothers and sisters, don't miss the rapture. Don't miss the rapture in a narrow way. Narrow, narrow is the way that, that leads us to life, and few finds it. As you have found Jesus Christ, which Jesus Christ is the way, the true, and the life, no one comes to the Father and says through him, he is that narrow way. As you find Jesus, as you find Jesus, as Jesus is in your life, don't let him go until he blesses you, says Jacob. I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Stay focused on Jesus. Keep your eyes on the Lord. The Lord is faithful. He is going to come for his bride. Sometimes it feels like we, we got years to wait, but we don't. The reality is that we don't. Jesus told me that things are going to move fast. I remember and I share that. Things are already moving fast. Destruction is coming. People want to see something happen. They're going to see it. Soon. It may be too soon. And if people don't hear God, Jesus said to me, I am the one speaking to them. If they don't hear Jesus, if they don't hear God, if they don't hear the calling of God upon their life, it might be too late for some people. And I hope they do hear I hope there will be an awakening of America this year. Even better than the year before. Everything is possible with God. Jesus has come down to touch people. He personally is taking care of business. He is personally touching people's life, brothers and sisters. Because... He knows that once the Father starts releasing his wrath, his judgment, he's not going to stop until he is terrified. 
until he's finished. Brothers and sisters, people here in the east, north part of America, people need to wake up. People in Florida need to wake up and repent daily and cry out to God to fasting. No more fasting with liquid. Start fasting without food and without liquid now. This is where we are now. This is where we are. Jesus spoke to me about this. He's speaking to other people about this too. No. Now he's calling people for strong fasting. Without liquid, without water. This is the time of shaking. Everything is going to be shaken. My goodness. Things are going to start happening and unfolding. And when they do, oh God have mercy. When they do, there will be a lot of tears shed. There will be a lot of blood, a lot of tears too. God have mercy. And he's warning before it comes. He's warning before it comes. Psalm 48, 13. Let them praise the name of the Lord. For his name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and heaven. His glory is above the earth and heaven. My goodness, he wants to awake a generation of people. A generation of youth, he wants to save. He has plans to save so much people. But there will be a lot of life lost. And we, the bride of Christ, have an obligation to cry out to this nation and the nation before the judgment come. We, God's mouth, have to speak. We have to warn. We've been chosen for this, as Jesus himself told me. You have been chosen for this. I cannot quit warning. I cannot quit speaking his message. Because he says, I've been chosen for this. And many others have been chosen for this. But are afraid of what people may say. They are afraid of being called for prophet. They are afraid of being point finger to them. They are afraid of man threat. Threaten them. Or saying whatever they want to say against them. Evil word. Don't be afraid of man. Don't be afraid of them that can kill your body. But be afraid of him that can destroy your body and your soul in hell. And that alone is God. The devil and man can only destroy your body. But they cannot kill your soul. You are a soul and a body. Do not fear them, but speak God's word. Speak God's warning boldly in the name of the Lord. You are going to be rewarded. You're going to receive a reward in heaven. Nothing that you, that you do for this kingdom will be overlooked, will be forgotten. But you will be rewarded for every single thing you do or say 
Every single work you do, everything you do for the kingdom of God, for the glory of God, you are going to receive a reward in heaven. There are many rewards in heaven ready, and I've seen them twice. And they are ready. Jesus has shown them to me in heaven. Their warehouses are gift in heaven, ready for those obedient Christians. Those Christians that will do God's will. Brothers and sisters, it's waiting for every single Christian that obey God and keep His commandment. They fear God and they're seeking holiness and righteousness. The Lord will reward them. What a great reward to be taken to heaven in the blink of an eye. That is a reward the bride of Christ will receive soon. A transformation, a change. A change is coming for the bride of Christ. But a change is coming for the world. As the bride of Christ gets changed, so will the world be changed. The, the bride of Christ will be changed for glory. The world will be changed for more shame. Shame is coming upon the world. Great shame and great evil will be released upon this earth. Nothing good is coming upon the earth soon. The tribulation is at hand. It will start soon. The only thing is we don't know the daily hour for the rapture. We need to know it for the tribulation. But it's, everything is close. Jesus is crying for this nation. Oh, my goodness. He allowed me to feel his, 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 his crying for this nation, experience his crying. If he would have left it at me for a few minutes, I would have been broken in the street crying. Maybe kissing the floor for mercy, crying out for mercy. That's how strong it was, brothers and sisters. His cry for this nation, for the soul that are about to be lost. Everything is at hand. Everything is close. I hope this message tonight will be placed on YouTube, will be placed on Facebook and different places. So more people will be warm. More people will come to the Lord crying. People in Florida, Washington, Maryland, New Jersey, New York, Boston will come crying to Jesus, repenting, repenting. I remember when Jesus showed me great destruction that came to Massachusetts. In the aftermath, of the city being destroyed. I saw people that were backsliding for years coming back to the Lord. People everywhere crying. Now people wanted to hear the message. Now people wanted to gather together to seek the Lord. And the Lord says to me, I'm going to bring this judgment so they will return back to me. This is how I'm going to bring them back to me through this judgment. And I was like, wow. It was such a great judgment that brought people to the feet of Christ. Some people see the judgment as evil. But it is for the Lord to save many souls. 
many souls will return to the Lord. Many are backsliding now. But when this judgment hit, it's going to be such a strong judgment. America had never felt nothing like this. Had never experienced a type of judgment, brothers and sisters, like this. And it's going to shaking people to the core of their being. They're going to be shaking so strong that they're going to get on their knees and cry out to God for mercy. And Jesus showed me hundreds and thousands of men and women crying back to him, saying, I'm sorry for not believing you, your prophet. I'm sorry for our sin. I'm sorry for backsliding. I'm sorry for turning our back on you. I'm sorry for all the evil we had done, oh Lord. I saw people crying out to the Lord. Multitude of thousands of people. And the Lord says to me, this is what it's going to take to bring them back. It's what's going to take, brothers and sisters. It's what's going to take. It's what's going to take. You don't hear of, of churches like this past year joining pastors that will email me to the Lord Tower that they were joining, gathering thousands of them to cry out for America, to repent before God for America, that God will forgive America. There might be one here or one there or one over there, but that's a, that's a, that's a, that's what's going on. Because many in the churches have turned cold, have turned, the majority have turned and look warm. Very few, as the Lord showed Brother Calvin, are still, are still the bride of Christ. Because when they turn lukewarm, or when they turn cold, they're not the bride of Christ no more. Uh -uh. There is a, a wall of sin between them and God. And when people turn lukewarm, sometimes they justify themselves. And only the, the blood of Jesus will justify us. Only his blood, brothers and sisters. Only his blood. But many have forgotten that. And the blood can only cleanse you when you repent. Hallelujah. The blood can only change you when you repent. And if the Lord don't bring this imminent judgment, the majority of pastors in church will embrace the, the, the gay marriage in the churches. There was, the pastor will start marrying homosexuals and lesbians in the churches if God don't bring this judgment. God is going to put a clear message to the government of America and to the people that elected the government of America that God will not be mocked. No man is going to mock God and get away with it. That's why this judgment is imminent. The Lord told me it's imminent. When he said to me imminent, it was like me saying, ah, looking back. Like, what? I didn't think the Lord was going to say it is imminent. I didn't think it was going to come out of his mouth. I heard the judgment was coming. He told me it would come, and I have said it. But to turn and hear him say it's imminent, to me, that was a shock. Shock.
I heard that from people. But to hear that from the Lord, I was really sh shaken by it. Really shaken by it. He says it's imminent. And we know what the word imminent means, brothers and sisters. It's going to happen no matter what. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. The Lord had told specific people, prepare your household, prepare your house, your life, because imminent judgment is coming. And there are people in the East Coast preparing their house, preparing their life, preparing emergency food supply, preparing things that they know they're going to need when that happens. Because it is imminent and the destruction will come. And may God have mercy. May God have mercy, brothers and sisters. Okay? May God have mercy. That's all I'm going to say. Because it is going to come. May, may some people find the Lord. Isaiah 2 10 said, Enter into the rock, hide thee in thy dust, for fear of the Lord and for the glory of his majesty. Isaiah 3 8, for Jerusalem is ruined, and Judah is fallen, because her tongue and her doing are against the Lord to provoke his eyes of glory. That's what America has done. They have provoked the Lord before his eyes of glory. Just as Judah, just as Jerusalem, in the day past, provoked God, Jerusalem was ruined, and Judah was fallen. Jerusalem is a type of relationship with God, type of body, in, in, in Judah, it's a type of worship, life. They lost their life because of their tongue and their doing against the Lord to provoke the eyes of glory. This nation had provoked God. And Father God is so angry. And the nation will be ruined. Worship is going to fall. What they, what they worship. Most of you can say, will be fallen. Their idols, their idols going to be fallen. Whatever they worship will be fallen. God have mercy. It's all happening, it's all coming. And it's going to come soon. Very soon. Thank you, Lord. Have mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There is mercy from God also. Isaiah 62 said, For behold, darkness should cover the earth, and the growth of darkness the people. But the Lord shall rise upon thee, and the glory shall be seen upon thee. There will be a glory coming upon his people. The bride of Christ will be glorified. We'll be able to move. We'll be able to evangelize like never before. There will be a glory of God upon his, upon his people, upon the bride of Jesus, upon the son and daughters of God, brothers and sisters. The glory of God will be upon them. And the Bible said it will be seen upon thee. 
People are going to see God's glory in the bride of Christ as the bride of Christ move in revival around the nation and the world and perform miracles I've never seen before upon this earth. Greater tenders deed ye will do, Jesus said. The bride of Christ is going to move in this upcoming revival in such a special way. Yes, behold, the darkness will cover the earth. Yes, it will cover the earth. The growth of darkness of people. Yes. Oh, bah, bah, says the Lord, bah. But the Lord shall rise upon thee, referring to his sons and daughters. And his glory shall be upon thee. Oh, God, they will see God. Glory up. Upon the bride of Christ, O oh Lord, and those souls that will repent, you will lay hand on them. Is there a sect that will recover? Is there a pain, suffering? They will be healed. Whatever, whatever's going on in their life, God, glory will be upon the bride, and He's going to move mightily to set the captive free. Hallelujah. There will be a great move of God upon this earth like never was before. Hallelujah. In such a special way. Thank you, Lord. We know that the glory of God moved in the tabernacle of Moses. We know that people saw the cloud for the day and the fire for the night was walking with Israel. They can see God through the, through, the, through the cloud, and they can also see God through the fire. And God move among them, and they can see this for 40 years, 40 years. Oh, but they had unbelief in their heart, unbelief, repent unbelief. Thank you, Lord. Repent and believe. We must believe God. Whatever God wants to do, we have to say amen. If God wants to use us this way, we say amen. God is preparing a life for something special. Some people just want to die or take it away and disappear. But God still got a work for us to do before he take us home. It might be a quick work, revival. It's going to be quick. I had a man, a, man of, uh, a man of God says to me a few days ago, Brother Elvi, the Lord showed him that the revival, I'm going to read his word tomorrow, going to read his word tomorrow, brothers and sisters. Don't miss the Lord's hour tomorrow to, sh to read to you what the Lord has shown him. He, he sent it to me in my email. I found an, another email, Revelation of the Lord, Dreams. And what the Lord has shown them, brothers and sisters, I'm pretty sure they're listening and they want me to read that. Brothers and sisters, I, I just came from nine hour, almost nine-hour drive. I, I'm going to rest. I'm going to rest, and I'm going to leave you with the latest prophecy in a few minutes, but I'm going to tell you this before I, I go, that, brothers and sisters, hallelujah, uh, the Lord is confirming and showing his people the mighty thing he's going to do and bring upon this earth. 
He's planned to save many souls. But this judgment must come for the eyes of many to be open and believe. They, they, some people need to see. There will be judgment like never they never seen before. Thank you. And they're going to see that. The Lord Jesus, I tell you, as he showed me this this um, few days ago in Florida, he is broken for Florida. He is broken for the people of Florida, brothers and sisters. He is broken because of many lives at stake here. And the judgment is about to come. The word of God to prophet Ephraim is not going to fall to the ground. And to many other prophets, as the Lord had told them to speak his message, they had done that. And this video on YouTube, and the Lord is going to fulfill his word. Everything he has said through me about the three signs video, if you are new and you never... If you if if you are new and you have not listened to 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 the three signs video the Lord had me made back in 2012 or 11, uh, go ahead put LV Zapata on YouTube and listen to that three signs video because the Lord spoke to me that He's going to fulfill those 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 message exactly as He had me said in that video. Jesus spoke those word to me. And I, I was like, okay, Lord, thanks. I was so grateful because he had not forgotten. He says, they are not your message. They're mine, says the Lord. And so he's go, God is going to fulfill those messages. Everything he has said through his prophet, he's going to fulfill. The earthquake in California is going to come. The tsunami in New York, New Jersey, the eastern part, it's going to come, coming through Florida. Destruction is coming. The earthquake, once it starts in California, it's going to go all the way to Maine. The whole United States is going to be shaking. The earthquake in, in, uh, in Chicago is also going to come. The destruction in Georgia is also going to come. There are destruction declared by God coming. The war in Israel, we know. We've seen all the signs of the war in Israel. Uh, they made a deal. They're making a deal with Iran, which will, will leave Iran open to finish the nuclear program, the nuclear weapons, and make as much as they want. As what Netanyahu has said, it's, leaving, it's, it's giving actually Iran what the United States and these nations are doing, the deal they're making with Iran. It's giving the Iran the open door, the opportunity to develop the nuclear weapon as they plan it. You know that they have made uh, several, I mean more than 20 nuclear facilities to develop the nuclear weapons. And I believe they're going to be allowed to have, I believe it's 20 or 10, I'm not sure right now. I didn't finish reading the news. Uh, to, uh, Monday is when they're going to finalize the deal, according to the news I read today, but it is all as Netanyahu has said, brothers and sisters, it is just such a horror how the nation has supported Iran. 
Instead of stopping Iran, they are supporting Iran. But it must happen, brothers and sisters, because they are going to use it against Israel. All the weapons they have developed, they're going to use it against Israel. And with the help of the nation, now Russia wants to sell them more weapons, and all that is going to go through on Monday. I, I can't wait to hear the news on Monday about all this mess. Because it is, the word of God is being fulfilled right before our eyes. Please continue to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And that God will bless Israel. God will bless the apple of his eyes. He will bless them and keep them and protect them from all his enemy around and about them. Brothers and sisters, my goodness, the United States helping Israel enemy. That is so sad. But it, will, it, it was prophesied that it will get to this point. But the earthquake and tsunami is going to awaken this nation and how angry God is. They don't know how angry God is yet, but the judgment as it hit this nation soon is going to open up their eyes to understand that man should not mark God. The economy, Jesus told me in the beginning of this year, it's going to fall. There are a lot of people. I, I found another video on the economy, a, a change in the economy in August of this year. They're talking August 20. I, I have it saved here on my browser. August 20, brothers and sisters, I posted earlier. It's when they're saying that there will be a change in the economy, okay, uh, here, here, here is one of the words, I, I, uh, uh, that's Dr. Ron Paul, he's a major warning to U.S. senior, and so he is, he is his warning, it's part of his warning, he uh, is the link to what, it, what he's saying, read this, pray about this, I'm telling you, all these things are close, there are other, other, uh, People that are well informed with what's going on in the government are also saying the same thing. I found another uh, information was posted earlier in regard to what might be unfolding very quick, very soon. And, and it points into August, August, uh, um, August 20 is what they're saying. That all this stuff, hallelujah, October new currency, it's all coming. It's all closed. It's all going to fall. Please keep this nation in prayer, brothers and sisters, because everything is so close to come. Amen. And people just need to get right with the Lord, because the Lord will take care of us. We don't need to be afraid. We don't need to be hiding. We don't need to be under fear. No, no, no. We don't need to be under no fear. The Lord is in control. And, and, and he's going to take care of us as people. Amen. Here's the later prophecy, brothers and sisters. Welcome back, everyone. This is Frank DeMore, the author of the book, The Last Chronicles of Planet Earth. I'd like to again welcome you to my YouTube channel and ask you if you would go over to my website to read much more news that you're going to see here just on the YouTube channel. 
But today, again, as I did yesterday, and now almost every single day, I'm giving you updates on the birds, the fish, and the animals that are dying. This is part of Bible prophecy for the last days, a warning that we see from Hosea. And so let me turn over to Hosea and show you what's going on since yesterday's post, which was July the 9th. I'm going to pick up again on July 9th because there were other reports that came in on the 9th that I didn't report on yesterday because I didn't have them at the time. But I'm going to show you what's happened since yesterday from the 9th through the 10th. And if you are new, you'll come to my website and you're going to see the videos showing you these different reports. You'll see the headline like this for every day, making the updates for you so that you don't have to search for it. I'm going to have the links at my site so that you'll be able to click the link and read the entire article. And keep in mind, some of these articles are translated by Google because they're coming from different countries. But the bottom line is the reports are here. They're coming in almost on a daily basis showing us that these birds, fish, and animals are dying off. Now, for those of you who don't know, there is prophecy about that, and let me show you where that prophecy is so that you'll understand. You can freeze the frame here and go to Isaiah chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. You'll see it in red, where it talks about with the beasts of the fields and the fowls of the heaven, yea, the fishes of the sea also shall be taken away. There's a lot of reasons why the birds, the fish, and the animals are dying off in large numbers. And there's a lot of reports, just like I said yesterday, that it is a mystery. Officials just can't figure out why so many of the birds, the fish, or the animals are dying. And, of course, that theme, again, is being played out today. So this is where I left off yesterday, the last article in Peru that killed 12,000 apacas. So let's go now to the new news that came in, as I said, July 9th, after I made this YouTube video. Here we are in the Netherlands, July 9th, 2015. Again, as I said, mysterious mass death of eels. France, July 10th, 2015. Now the river that these 6,000 fish died off at as you can see here, was considered the most nourishing of departments. But now, because of pollution, you have another 6,000 fish that have died off, and pollution around the world is a major concern. In Belgium in 2015, July 10th, we see Brussels, why hundreds of dead fish floating on the surface of the canal. Yesterday I told you a large part of the problem was oxygen being depleted because the intense heat from the sun and drought conditions, and of course those are conditions also that the Lord warned us about in the Gospels and in the book of Revelation. And here we go again where we see that the heat and the drought has affected so many of the fish here in Belgium. Now I'm going to keep the red flag up because these reports are going to continue to come in. And I can't tell you if it's going to be like it has on a daily basis, but more than likely that will happen because of the birth things that Jesus talked about are getting worse and worse. And so as 
they are getting worse. We're starting to see more of these reports from many different nations around the world. And if you want total information about it, you can go over to my website, and here's a little link right here. You click the link, just scroll down. You don't have to turn pages or anything. Just scroll down. You'll see the Dying Animal Archive from 2009, which I have been recording, all the way to current of 2015. We'll start in January. You can scroll down. You can see hundreds of reports from all over the world, fish, birds, animals that are dying off. This is part of the last day's prophecies, and I'm hoping that people will begin to pay attention to what's going on because we are watching prophecy almost now on a daily basis in one form or the other. This is Frank DeMora from the End Times Research Ministry. Tell your friends about my website. Help me to help spread the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. His by Alex Jones yesterday, and uh, I mean, it was alarming, alarming to say the very least, the things that he was sharing, the things that uh, he is hearing are about to unfold, and I'm encouraging everybody, please take 12 minutes and listen to that video. It is on my channel, on the Rapture Watch videos, it's the first video, it is entitled Emergency Alert. Elite now evacuating. So, um, I I feel like what the Lord wants me to share with the body of Christ. Okay, you like me may listen to a lot of uh, investigative reporters or Christian investigative reporters who are sharing uh, things you don't hear on the mainstream media, and it, it it's I mean it's it's alarming the things we're hearing, but what we're not hearing a lot of times is what to do. What do you do uh, in response to the information we're receiving? And that's what I feel the Lord wants me to share with you. Um, a few years ago, John Paul Jackson shared something the Lord had given him concerning the darkness coming upon the earth. And basically what the Lord said to him was, it is going to get darker and darker until my people learn to call upon me. Now, I don't know about you, but I hear a lot of people um, talking about the political candidates who are running for the presidency. Um, I hear uh, just a lot of, I mean, if you turn the news on, I mean, this is the kind of thing that they're talking about. And it seems as if the church is, is in that same uh, place with the rest of the world looking to some candidate to rescue us from this place we're in. And, you know, I'm here to tell you there is no magic leader. There is nobody that is going to rescue this nation 
from the place it's in and from the place it's headed. We have a king, Jesus Christ. And it is time to start calling upon him. Church, we have to start looking to him. He is our only hope. He is the only one who can help us now. We are in a very, I mean, it is a desperate place. I mean, I cannot emphasize to you how desperate of a place we are in right now. The church, America, I mean, the entire world. And we have, there are forces of evil right now encroaching upon this nation, getting ready to lock her down. There are forces of evil that want to destroy millions of people on this earth. And we, church, we are here right now to occupy until Jesus removes us. It is our duty to intercede. It is our duty to to come before the throne of God and request mercy and request grace and and request that these judgments um, that we know the U.S. deserves, we know America deserves judgment, but to request his God's grace and mercy and, and that he would support these judgments uh, while the church is here and that we would, as the church, push back the forces of evil that are coming against the world. It is time, church. It is time. We, we cannot afford any longer to be on the sidelines and observing. If we, I submit to you, church, if we do not, in the next few days, unite in prayer, in intercession, in spiritual warfare, the enemy is going to advance in a way that we have not seen before. And we may see the beginning of World War III, and we may see the beginning of the end of America. And I, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see this world um, go into a, a world war. I don't want to see America taken captive by a socialist regime, okay? And I, most of all, want to see the church rise up and take her place of authority over the forces of darkness. You know, when Jesus died on that cross and he rose from the dead, that victory over the forces of evil is our victory over the forces of evil. But we have to assume it. We have to take it. Okay? It is time, church, to take back America. Take back America. Um, a couple of years ago, I'm going to share real briefly, I, a friend of mine and I were praying one night. We felt led to intercede for America, and we spent a long time praying. And that night when I went to bed, I had a dream. And in the dream, there was a book opened up before me. And I remembered looking down and reading these words. The Lord God Almighty will rescue America. The Lord God Almighty will rescue America. It didn't say any politician. It didn't say any man or woman. The Lord God Almighty. 
And as I was putting an outline together of what I was going to say today in this video, um, I looked out my bedroom door and I saw a vision very clearly of a man who looked to be like a, from the colonial era. And as I looked, I just was trying to discern in my spirit what the, what the Lord was showing me. And the name Paul Revere came up in my spirit. And I felt that the Lord was saying, you know, that this, this message, this, you know, Alex Jones message, what I'm sharing, it's a Paul Revere message, a last-minute message, warning. It is so important, people, that we begin church, please, join me, intercede with me on behalf of of this nation, on behalf of the nations of the world, that the things the enemy has planned will be thwarted and that America will not be taken captive and that the church will rise up and shine and reign and occupy while we wait for Jesus. Thank you and God bless. Heading back to our chapter one about Admiral Byrd, um, we're going to quote from Ray Palmer, editor of Flying Saucers magazine and a leading American expert on flying saucers, who is one of the opinion that Admiral Byrd's discovery in the Arctic and Antarctic regions offer an explanation to the origins of flying saucers, which he believes does not come from other planets, but from the hollow interior Earth, where exists an advanced civilization far in advance of us, in aeronautics using flying saucers for aerial travel, coming to the outside of the Earth through their polar opening. Palmer explains his views as such. So Admiral Byrd's two flights over both poles prove that there is a strangeness about the shape of the Earth in both polar areas. Bird flew to the North Pole, but did not stop there and turn back, but went 1,700 miles beyond it, and then retraced his course to his Arctic base due to his gasoline supply running low. As progress was made beyond the pole point, iceless land and lakes, mountains covered with trees, and even a monstrous animal resembling a mammoth of antiquity was seen moving through the underbrush, and all this was reported via radio by the plane's occupant. For almost all of the 1,700 miles, the plane flew over land, mountains, trees, lakes, and rivers. What is this unknown land? Did bird travel due north, enter into the hollow interior of the earth through the northern polar opening, Later, Admiral Byrd's expedition went to the South Pole, and after passing it, went 2,300 miles beyond it. Once again, we have penetration, an unknown and mysterious land, which does not appear on today's maps. And once again, we find no announcement beyond the initial announcement of the achievement, due to official suppression of news about it. And the strangest of all, we find the world's millions absorbing the announcements and registering a complete blank insofar as curiosity is concerned. Here, then, are the facts. 
At both poles exist unknown and vast land areas, not in the least uninhabitable. Extending distances which can only be called tremendous because they encompass an area bigger than any known continental area. The North Pole mystery land, seen Bird and his crew, is at least 1,700 miles across its traverse direction and cannot be conceived to be merely a narrow strip. It is an area perhaps as large as the entire United States. In the case of the South Pole, the land traversed beyond the pole, including an area as big as North America, plus the South Polar Continent. The flying saucers could come from these two unknown lands beyond the poles. It is the opinion of the editors of Flying Saucers magazine that the existence of these lands cannot be disproved by anyone. Considering the facts of the two expeditions which we have outlined, if Rear Admiral Byrd claimed that his South Polar Expedition was the most important expedition in the history of the world, and if after he returned from the expedition, he remarked, the present expedition was opened up a new vast land, it would be strange and inexplicable how such a great discovery of a new land area as large as North America, comparable to Columbus's discovery of America, should have received no attention and have been almost totally forgotten so that nobody knew about him from the most ignorant to the most learned. The only rational explanation of this mystery is after the brief announcement in the American press Based on Admiral Byrd's radio report, further publicity was suppressed by the government in whose employ Byrd was working and which had important political reasons why Byrd, his historical discovery, should not be made known to the world, for he had discovered two unknown land areas measuring a total of 4,000 miles across and probably as large as North and South American continents, since birds' planes turned back without reaching the end of this territory, not recorded on any map, evidently the United States government feared that some other government may learn about birds' discovery and conduct their own tests. So get out a map. Look at your map. What land was it? Calculate the distance from all the known lands we have previously mentioned, Siberia, Spitsbergen, and Alaska, Canada, Finland, Norway, Greenway, and Iceland. A good portion of them are well within the 1,700-mile range, but none of them are within 200 miles of the North Pole. Bird flew over no known land. He called it the great unknown. And great is indeed, for after 1,700 miles over land, he was forced by gasoline supply shortage to return, and he had not yet reached the end of it. Forests? Incredible. The northernmost limit of the timberline is located well down into Alaska, Canada, and Siberia. North of that line, no tree grows. All around the North Pole, the trees do not grow within 1,700 miles 
of the pole. What do we have here, folks? This is a well-authenticated flight of Admiral Richard E. Byrd to a land beyond the pole that he so much wanted to see because it was the center of a great unknown, the center of mystery. Apparently, he had his wish gratified to the fullest. Yet today, nowhere is this mysterious land mentioned. Why was that a 1947 flight fiction? Do all the newspapers lie? No, Admiral Byrd flew beyond the pole. So let's really single in on beyond. What did the Admiral mean when he used that word? How is it possible to go beyond the pole? Let us consider for a moment. Let us imagine that we are transported <laughs> to the exact point of magnetic north pole. We arrive there instantaneously, not knowing which direction we came, and all we know is where to proceed the pole from the pole to Spitsbergen. Where is Spitsbergen? Which way do we go? South, of course, but which is south? All directions from the North Pole are south. This is a simple navigation problem. All expeditions to the pole, whether flown or by submarine or on foot, have been faced with this problem. Either they must retrace their steps or discover which southerly direction is the correct one to their destination, wherever it has been determined to be. The problem is solved by making a turn in any direction and proceeding approximately 20 miles. Then we stop, measure the stars, correlate our compass readings, which are no longer straight down, <laughs> but pointing behind us, and the plotter course on the map. Then it's a simple matter to proceed to proceed to that city. Folks, 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 Admiral Byrd did not follow this traditional navigation procedure. When he reached the pole, he continued for 1,700 miles. To all intents and purposes, he continued on a northerly course after crossing the pole. And weirdly, it stands on record that he succeeded, or he would not see the land beyond the pole, which to this day, if you scan the records of newspapers, books, radio, television, and word of mouth, have never been revisited until now. Now all the nations are gathering in the north. Well, well, well. What's going on up north, folks? And here you can see a brief description from 1929, 1956, even Admiral Byrd's everything that he did of significance is all laid out here. By the way, it also so happens to be around the same time they were nuking the atmosphere, trying to punch a hole through the firmament, which was totally stupid on their part. They didn't know what it was. What did these people find back then? What freaked everybody out in the early 40s. It freaked them out so bad, folks, that they pulled out all the military stops to get there and figure out what was going on with the Earth. Everything changed after this moment. Almost everyone who has parents and grandparents from this time will notice that severe events took place during these days. 
I want to talk briefly about some other writers in this chapter one. Um, there was a, an American writer on flying saucers, Michael X, who briefly described exactly what uh, Admiral Byrd had seen. The above observations of a concentration of flying saucers in the Arctic region corresponds to similar observations by Gerald and Bender of a concentration in the Antarctic, where they have believed by flying saucers experts to have been landing a landing base from there. They are seen to ascend and return. However, according to the theory of this book, what really occurs in the Antarctic is as the Arctic that the flying saucers emerge from and re-enter the polar opening, leading to the hollow interior of the Earth, their true place of origin. Ame Mitchell, in his straight line theory, proved that most of the flying patterns of flying saucers are in a north-south direction, which is exactly what would be true if their origin was polar, coming from either the north or south polar opening. In February of 1947, about the time when Admiral Byrd made his great discovery of land beyond the North Pole, another remarkable discovery was made in the continent of Antarctica, the discovery of Bunger's Oasis. This discovery was made by Lieutenant Commander Dave Bunger, who was at the controls of one of six large transport planes used by Admiral Byrd for the U.S. Navy's Operation High Jump. Munger was flying inland from Shackleton's Ice Shelf near Queen Mary's coast of Wilkes Land. He and his crew were about four miles from the coastline where open waters lie. The land Munger discovered was ice-free. The lakes were of many different colors, ranging from a rusty red, green to deep blue. Each of the lakes was more than three miles long. The water was warmer than the ocean as Bunger found by landing his seaplane on one of the lakes, each lake had a gently sloping beach. Around the four edges of the oasis, which was roughly square in shape, Bunger saw endless and eternal white snow and ice. Two sides of the oasis rose nearly a 100 feet high and consisted of great ice walls. The other two sides had a more gradual and gentle slope. The existence of such an oasis is far in the far Antarctic, the land of perpetual ice, would indicate warmer conditions there, which would exist if the oasis in the south polar opening, leading to the warmer interior of the earth, as was the case with the warmer territory, with lakes, with land and lakes, that Admiral Byrd discovered beyond the North Pole which was probably within the North Pole opening. Otherwise, one cannot explain the existence of such an oasis in unfrozen territory. In further confirmation with Admiral Byrd's discoveries are reports of individuals who claim that they have entered the North Polar opening, as many Arctic explorers did without even knowing they did, and penetrated far enough into it to reach the subterranean world in the hollow interior of the Earth. Dr. Nephi Cottom of Los Angeles reported that one of his patients, a man of Nordic descent, 
told him the following story. I live near the Arctic Circle in Norway. One summer, my friend and I made up our minds to take a boat trip together and go as far as we could into the North Country. So we put one month's food provisions in a small fishing boat, and with sail and also a good engine in our boat, we set to sea. At the end of one month, we had traveled far into the north, beyond the pole, and into a strange new country. We were much astonished at the weather there, warm, and at times at night it was too warm to sleep. Arctic explorers who have penetrated into the far north have made similar reports of warm weather at times warm enough that they could shed their heavy clothing. Then he saw something so strange that both of them were astonished. Ahead of the warm open sea, we were on what looked like a great mountain. Into that mountain, at a certain point, the ocean seemed to be emptying. Mystified, we continued in the direction and found ourselves sailing into a vast canyon leading into the interior of the earth. We kept sailing, and then when we saw, surprised us, a sun shining inside the earth. The ocean that had carried us into the hollow interior of the earth gradually became a river. This river led, as we came to realize later, all through the inner surface of the world from one end to the other. It can take you, if you follow it long enough, from the North Pole clear through to the South Pole. We saw that the inner surface of the earth was divided, as the other one is, into both land and water. There is plenty of sunshine, and both animals and vegetable life abounds there. We sailed further and further into this fantastic country, fantastic because everything was huge in size, as compared with things on the outside. Plants are big, trees gigantic, and we finally came to giants. They were dwelling in homes and towns, just as we do on the Earth's surface. And they used a type of electrical conveyance, like a monorail car, to transport people. It ran along the river's edge from town to town. Several of the inner Earth inhabitants, huge giants, detected our boat on the river and were quite amazed. They were, however, quite friendly. We were invited to dine with them in their homes. And so my companion and I separated, he going with one giant to that giant's home, and I going with another giant to his home. My gigantic friend brought me home to his family, and I was completely dismayed to see the huge size of all the objects in his home. The dinner table was colossal. A plate was put before me and filled with a portion of food so big it would have fed me abundantly an entire week. The giant offered me a cluster of grapes, and each grape was as big as one of our peaches. I tasted one and found it far sweeter than any I had ever tasted outside. In the interior of the earth, all the fruits and vegetables taste far better and more flavorsome than those that we have on the surface of the earth. We stayed with the giants for one year, enjoying their companionship as much as they enjoyed knowing us. We observed many strange and unusual things during our visit with these remarkable people and were continually amazed at their scientific progress and inventions. All of this time, they were never unfriendly to us, and we were allowed to return to our home in the same manner in which we came. In fact, they courteously offered their protection if we should need it to return home. 
So obviously these giants are the members of the antediluvian race. Could be from Atlantis, not really sure. Um, definitely came from Genesis chapter 6. Um, I don't have any other meanings, other explanations for people to talk like this. I mean, who would concoct a story like that? Obviously, we're getting a lot of evidence being built up right now. Also, a similar experience was by a Norwegian named Olaf Jansen in the recorded book, The Smoky God. The Smoky God is the title of the book, but it refers to the central sun in the hollow interior of the earth, which being smaller and less brilliant than our sun, it appears smoky. The book relates to the true existence of a Norse and father who made their journey into the earth and spent 24, he rescued and spent 24 years in prison for insanity for telling people about this story. His father actually died on this adventure. I also, before closing out on Admiral Byrd <laughs> and, um, my little trip to South Dakota, you know, this whole thing has been one con confirmation after another that I'm on the right track, you know, and, and when God starts talking to you, you better listen. I couldn't actually believe this. Pocahontas, yes, the Pocahontas, and Richard, Admiral Richard Byrd, are related by blood. Twelfth generation, ninth great-grandmother of Richard Byrd, on the tell number 3269, father is Chief Powhatan. Folks, this is pretty interesting. I don't know really what to make of all of this, but Pocahontas, was born Matoaka and later became Rebecca Rolfe after she converted to Christianity. She was the daughter of Chief Powhatan and is famous for saving the life of Captain John Smith of Jamestown. Kind of interesting. Here are also some pictures. Um, you can actually do this yourself and check out Google Images, and you'll see how they're all spliced, and they kind of fit together like this. They're definitely covering this up because they they don't want you to know what's coming. I have some theories on this now. I have no idea if any of them are actually any good, but some of my theories now after studying all these things I do believe we are going to be confronted by an quote-unquote alien race. They will not be coming from outer space because there is no out there, okay? There is a firmament and God is above us. Water and then God is above us. So my theory suggests that there will be two types 
of people who come from the inner earth. There will be the ones, the Nordics, who, you know, in my opinion, gave their marching orders to Hitler um, a long time ago to instruct the Aryan race and all of that. There will also be the nasty ones that come out and torment man for five months during the trumpet blasts. Um, to which I don't know where the Luciferians actually are in agenda with. It all gets pretty complicated here, but I'm hoping to flesh all this out by the time these uh, video series are done. What really disturbs me about the dark sun, the smoky god from what the Norwegian had claimed, um, who actually was declared insane for what he was telling everybody and what he saw, the black sun is very interesting. Uh, the Enheber was a scientific institute in the Third Reich dedicated to research the archaeological and cultural history of the Aryan race, founded on July 1st, 1935 by Heinrich Himmler, Hermann Rith, and Richard Walther Dare, and I can't pronounce that name, sorry guys, later conducted experiments and launched expeditions in an attempt to prove the Aryan Nordic populations had once ruled the world. Its name came from an obscure German word, as you can quote it yourself, meaning I inherited from the forefathers. The official mission of these people was to find new evidence of racial superiority of the Germanic people through historical, anthropological, and archaeological research. Formally, the group was called this word, Study for the Society of Primordial Intellectual History, German Ancestral Heritage, but it was renamed in 1937 as Forschungs. And many of their interests extended beyond science into occultism. This led to German scientists traveling around the world in search of Atlantis, the Holy Grail, and is reported that the, these people sought portals to God. Growing out of this group, the SS, the Fuel, Geschelaft, and the general Nazi interest in the occult, was Karotica, a secret organization dedicated to the research and use of occult forces for the Third Reich. Hermann Reif was a Dutch historian obsessed with Atlantean myth, and Richard Walter Dare was the creator of a national socialist blunt and bodden blood and soil ideology and was the head of the Race and Settlement Office. It is also interesting to note that the Black Sun in Mesoamerican mythology has many mystical meanings. Among them, it is connected to the god Quetzalcoatl and his penetration into the underworld through the West Door after his diurnal passage on the sky. For the Mexicas, there are two suns, the Young Day Sun and the Ancient Dark Sun. Some scholars regard the mythical black sun as the ancient female origin of all. It is both tomb and womb. This way, 
It is the oneness that uniformly integrates unawareness, death, and yet an expectation of fecundity. We're going to come back to the black sun um, probably in part four. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.